tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline. Another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will not help me for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullets. There's New Bullet, your host Leroy, aka Flesh. Ah. <laughs> my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, aka Dickalicious Grayson. Okay, that is his porn name. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my reference. If you old motherfucker, if you catch that reference, so yeah, I'm gonna just put that out there right there. Uh, yeah. So like I said, we're back in the episode. We're just gonna just jump into it because we actually got a lot of show. I don't have a lot of show, but we're going to just fly through what we have. So just want to say uh, happy Father's Day. Well, happy belated Father's Day to Eli. Technically, it's, it's over already. So, yeah. yeah. And happy belated Father's Day to these guys also. This wouldn't be where we are without you. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, that being said, we got to move on to our due diligence because, like I said, we got a lot of show, but we're going to oh, oh, already. Damn. <laughs> Were you waiting in the lobby? Yo. Oh, DeAndre. What's going on with you, DeAndre? Yeah. Uh yeah, like I said, they must have been waiting in the lobby, just waiting for us to get this thing started. So we're just gonna jump into it. Like I said, we got a lot of show, and something happened this well this week that we have to talk about. Eli, like I said, we're a comic book podcast. Yeah, technically quotations, comic book podcast. As Goldman like to put it, quotations. <laughs> they do a lot of shit, but we do that also. So we do have to. Oh, got another one. Oh, Jake's in the house. There you go. There you go, Jake. Where you been at? All right. So yeah, so we want to say give our due diligence. We want to say. Uh, rest in peace to John Ramita Sr. Now, I have to put Sr. on there because, like I said, if you listen to this podcast in time, we bring up John Ramita Jr. a lot, and we give John Ramita Jr. a lot of shit. So, you do. You give him a lot. Is it? Is it one-sided? Now that I think about it, now that you, now I see, like, I am the villain the whole time, okay? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I, I give John Ramita Jr. a lot of shit on this podcast, like I said. But we do have to talk about his dad. We got to talk about his dad, John Ramita Sr., because John Ramita Sr. is a legend. And John Ramita Jr. is a legend also. Let's, I talk shit, but he is. But John Ramita Sr. is a legend. We got to talk about him because, like I said, he is a, a, a titan in there. A lot of people think that Stan Lee created the Marvel Universe with a 12-inch ruler in his mom's basement, and he just cranked out character, 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 character by himself, nobody else. That is the furthest thing from the truth. I know there's a documentary on Disney Plus about Stan Lee. I haven't seen it. I know Jack Kirby's like grandson said everything on this bullshit. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. I've, I haven't watched it yet. Either. I haven't watched it. Either. I'm curious to watch and it. I did That's see. I did see his what his grandson said. The Kirby's grandson said too. I was like, we're, okay. we're not going to talk about that, but we may we may address that Stan Lee thing after we see it because I don't I don't want to talk out of context. So yeah, but back to Stan. Back John Romita Senior. 
back to John Romita Sr. Like I said, John Romita Sr., Titan, Titan in the game. Uh, like Pretty much was down with Marvel from the ground up. Like I said, uh, he made his name through all kinds of Captain America, Daredevil. He he created Kingpin. You know, he created a lot of people. We're gonna talk Wolverine, about Wolverine, co-created Wolverine, co-created the Punisher. Did, did he co-create Wolverine the Punisher? Because I first keep seeing one. that, but how? Because I, I, I don't he was see the first name. one to draw. I think he was the first one to draw. Because I saw somebody else draw them, but I don't know. If he did, cool. People they give him credit for it. We're not gonna go there. I'm gonna give credit for some other stuff though. Yeah, so. Punisher. I guess he was the first one to draw Mary Jane. He created Mary Jane. Well, he didn't create. He kind of created Mary Jane, but didn't create Mary Jane. We're going to talk about Mary Jane in a second. First off, we're going to talk about Spider-Man because Spider-Man was the big run that he had going on. Like I said, he uh, came from after the Steve Ditko run with Spider-Man, which was a legendary classic run is all. Like I said, we gave uh, Steve Ditko his flowers also. But like I said, he got into it with Stan Lee, another artist that got into it with Stan Lee back then, said, fuck this book, I'm out. And plus, Steve Ditko was on like some some the question peacemaker type shit anyway. So Spider Man, like he, I'm make it, but I got other shit to do. So you brought in another artist, like who's gonna take over this art? Cause this is our best selling book. Who's gonna take it over? That's we had John Romita Senior, and John Romita Senior was a class because he gave us all these, but like the what you know about Spider Man from the sixties is John Romita Senior. Like that pose, you know that pose is from John yeah. Romita Senior. Yeah. That pose is all these covers from John Romita Sr. Like it just it gave it that 60s swing to it where Steve Dicko was all about objectionalism and stuff like that. And he kind of put Steve Dicko like political as fuck back then. So if you read his Spider-Man books, it's there where John Romita Jr. had that style, that jazz. They Stanley named him Jazzy John Romita. That's what he called him back then. Well, like the the definitive versions of characters, like yeah, and, and it, like all, all the, the poses. The poses, the Hulk, yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain America. His, his version of the Hulk was like kind of the Hulk that stuck throughout the seventies and eighties. His version of him, that square face, and you know, yeah. And people would take that and they pretty much just built off his design. But all those crazy poses, Spider Man, it came from him. What do I have here? Uh, Black Widow. Now he didn't create Black Widow, but Black he he redesigned Black Widow's costume. Because when Black Widow first came out, she basically was like had webs on her costume and shit like that. Kind of looked like a fake ass Spider Woman or some shit like that. But John Romita was the one like, let's turn into a, like a sexy spy assassin, like basically Emma Peel from Emma P- yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just do that. Just make her Emma Peel. So yeah, I give him credit for turning her into Emma Peel. That's cool. <laughs> and like I said, we got to talk about Mary Jane. Like I said, he created Mary Jane Watson. Now the thing is, Mary Jane Watson actually was mentioned in the comics a bunch of times, like before he got there. But we never saw what Mary Jane looked like. It was just Peter, uh, basically Aunt May was like, I'm trying to hook you up with, with uh, my best friend's, you know, niece or some shit like that. Why don't you just meet her? Peter like, nah, I got time. I got Spider-Man shit to do. I ain't got time for that. And then when he finally opened the door, he was like, damn. Okay, that's the the reaction he wants you to get. But the thing was, Stan Lee wanted John, he told John Romita, I want you to draw Mary Jane as the sexiest chick you can possibly think of. And John Romita was like, I got it. So he drew the sexy chick he could think of, and it was Anne Margaret. So, oh, really? And, yeah, Anne Ginger, Ginger from uh, Gin, Ginger from yeah, King, you know what? Gilligan's Island. She was a bad <laughs> motherfucker too. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he was thinking of either one, either one on his brain. But yeah, but Anne Margaret, <laughs> like she was in a uh, basically sexy dance back then and shit like that. But yeah, that's who John Romita was thinking of. Well, I'm gonna just draw the sexy chick I can think of. And so Mary Jane Watson is based off Anne Margaret. If anybody. Has his like I said, it's plenty of history. We can go down the road. Monica Rambeau is based on Pam Greer. We can, and that's from John Romita Jr. 
So he, he was thinking <laughs> that shit too. So uh what else we got here? Uh oh, another classic iconic. I think this is one right here. I missed it. I fucked up. Doesn't matter. I was gonna do this thing where that pose, that's classic pose right there. Classic. You know, yeah, and that's been uh homaged plenty of times in the comics, also. Like I said, and that's the from the and the movies, like I said, that's Spider-Man a Spider-Man two? no Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it was in Spider-Man 2. This from the Spider-Man No or No More arc. Uh and there it is, right there. So, like I said, John Romita drew it, and like I said, it was homage, and it's actually been homage like plenty of times, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like the most famous one was in the movies. But like I said, that's just some of the stuff John Romita do uh Junior did. Like I said, he he had so many iconic runs. Spider-Man's kind of like where he cut his teeth on, but like I said, he made Spider-Man the most iconic comic book character hell ever probably i mean as far as like pop, popularity i mean you can argue who's more popular than spider-man you know and john romita jr kind of put his foot on that you know yeah not your favorite just just popular you know yeah <laughs> so yeah want to say you know rest in peace to john romita senior yeah, yeah. yes good journey sir all right so like i said we're gonna move to the next part of the podcast next part of the podcast is a doozy uh because we're gonna bring back an old classic <laughs> Cause I'm kidding, but I'm gonna put a twist on the class this time, Eli. So I'm gonna throw you curveballs, so you think you know where I'm going, but you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> All right, so give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Was it the uh, Flash, Flash Reborn, or Flash, Flash Paradox, or some shit? Um, Rebirth? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> uh, so yeah, Flash was the number one topic, but barely. Here's Flash. Like I said. It barely was number one. It did fifty-five million at the box office, which, like I said, is a superhero movie. So anything less than a hundred dollars, a hundred, a hundred million, you know, we poo-pooing that shit, you know. But here's the twist, Eli. Here's the twist. Like I said, with the box office you're seeing, I want you to go over and under with me real quick. Did it do better than Morbius? Oh wow! <laughs> over or under. I'm not gonna tell you what Morbius did because that would be cheating. Uh, I'll go over. I'll say over. I did over. It, 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 it went over. It went over. Okay. okay. So so Flash beat Morbius. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't beat anybody else. It, but okay, did it go over or under Black Adam? Damn. I'm going to say over just because it had Batman in it. So it had to have been. <laughs> under. No shit. <laughs> Yes, it was under Black Adam. <laughs> That's what people look like. What? What the fuck? You know. So they did all this, spent all this money, have all these actors, and did all this shit to it, and they fired Dwayne Johnson because it could do that, and they can't even beat The Rock at this shit. So they might well just keep The Rock if they were gonna do this shit. So, so yeah, that's what's going on with the movie like that. Uh, Eli, he should, I don't be, he should be the new Flash. He should be. I mean, if you're gonna just if you're gonna beat the Flash anyway, they're gonna fire him for that anyway. So yeah. See, Eli, I don't know if you heard any buzz, internet buzz about the movie. Like, I'm gonna have you heard any internet buzz about this movie like lately? Uh, it, it sounds pretty divisive. I've heard people say they love it. I heard people say it sucks. Um, well, Stephen, I, Stephen I, King I, said I, it's it's great. He said it's the best superhero movie of all time. Tom Cruise said best superhero movie of all time. And then people are like, I don't know, man. I don't know. That sounds fishy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I did not see it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it yet, but um, yeah, it's yeah, cool. I, I was just curious to see what what you know what you heard anything about that because it's yeah, it's funny. The meme the memes are already popping out. The memes are already going crazy. That that, that Dragon Ball Z meme 
where he looked with BG to let's fight somewhere empty, you know, when it's in a flash theater, you know, because nobody's there, you know. <laughs> um, and like I said, you got a bunch of people and Rotten Tomatoes was at like 95% at one point. Audience score, pay no attention to that bullshit. Cause like I said, it's review bombing. Review bombing works both ways. Just like they review bomb Little Mermaid with whatever they did with that, they review bomb Flash with 95% because like I said, you can do it both ways and it works that way. So that means it. Let's jump into it. I'm gonna get my review. I saw it. I did see it. I went to the movie and saw it. I'm gonna get my honest, fair, biased review of it. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what Cliff said. Cliff already gave it 3.5 out of five. So Cliff? Yeah, Cliff. So, like I said, I, I know I know you respect Cliff's, you know, uh, uh, reviews on this more than I do because you already know I'm gonna overrate this shit anyway. You know, <laughs> Six point five out of five. This <laughs> best superhero movie since the last one I saw, which was two weeks ago. You know, yeah. uh, but no, nah, like I said, I'm gonna just give it an honest review of it based on what I thought about this movie. I'm gonna just go in guns blazing. Tell me what I thought about this movie. Okay. Oh, I gotta set the. He like you always let me go, and I never set. The, I never set the mood. Oh, I just go to it. It's just always just old motherfuckers in the background when I'm just talking about this shit. I ain't talking about this. Oh, I, I, I guess I can't. You know, you know what? I got you. <laughs> it's done now. I've already done. I've already done. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just thought about that because I always do that. I'd be like or 40 minutes. Do we want? Or do we want? Yeah, no, no, no. The one you just did. The one you just did. Go back. Go back to the one you just did. Oh man, where'd that go? Okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't delete it, did you? Well, not that one. That's what no. I just did. No, uh, here we go. No, I got, that I got, one I, got, I clicked I got. on, it was black. That one. That oh, one. We're going to go with that one. Okay. Let's go to it. All right. That's what we got. All right. So, review time. Going into it, this is what I think about the movie. So, like I said, going into the movie, one of the reasons I think this movie is divisive, not because of the obvious. I'm, I'm just talking about the movie. I'll talk about the other bullshit around it later on. It's talking about the movie. One of the reasons this movie is divisive, in my opinion, is because the best thing about this movie is that it's one of the most comic booky comic book movies of all time. And one of the worst things about this movie is that it's one of the comic booky comic book movies of all time. This is not the Christopher Nolanized, grounded reality version of Flash. This ain't that. No, this is fucking Flash, silly shit, comic book. They don't explain it. Go to it. They barely explain it. If you don't know what the Speed Force is, you're fucked. I'm sorry. You don't. <laughs> act, action nerd friend. Because the movie it mentions it, but they will not explain it at all. Oh. Uh, and I, I guess I got to talk about now. Going into this, now I'm going to talk about the characters movie. I just want to say this: please do not get up my ass about these pronouns. I'm sorry if I fuck up. I fuck up. It's live. I'm gonna just do the best I can. But if I screw up, it's okay. Like I said, Ezra Miller refers to themselves as they. We are however, still learning. We are, we are learning. still learning. But I do want to <laughs> say this: okay, he's he's they, they they they're they, but they are playing a he. Barry Allen is a he. So if I say he, I'm referring to Barry Allen. So that's where I'm going with that. So <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. So don't be like, he didn't cancel this motherfucker. Eli's okay, cancel this motherfucker. Misgendering or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cis male, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, going into it. Ezra Miller's performance. I think it was good. I think it was good. I think, honestly, I think it was really good because he's not playing they. And actually, it's, it's actually preferable here because Ezra Miller's playing multiple people. So technically, it is they. <laughs> and so it's like they're playing multiple people, Ezra Miller, and he plays distinctive people. Like I said, Barry Allen, the Barry Allen, he's playing two different people. He's playing like one Barry Allen, other Barry Allen, and they're two different personalities. Uh, they act completely different when they're on screen before they even says anything or does anything. You know which Barry Allen it is. 
I'm like, okay, you got to give him some credit on, man. That's that's pretty impressive. You know, he's playing two different people, interacting with themselves, talking to each other. Even when they're talking to other people, you know, which Barry Allen, basically the other Barry Allen he's talking to is like the 10-year the younger version of him that grew up with his mom. So you can see different, and it explains the story of it also. You're getting one person that grew up with his mom, one person that didn't grow up with his mom, and then you can see how that changed him. So I got to give the guy credit on that. Not Oscar with performance. Like people saying that you can't make this movie without Ezra Miller. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> like a hundred other people you can get to do this shit. Hell, I'm I, I could have had a grab, but I'm just saying Grant Gustin. I'm just saying, you know, you, you they did it in the first you, place. You, you could have did it, you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, is this some some RDJ level acting? No, Chadwick Boseman acting, no, Hugh Jackman acting, no, <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> The the rock, you know, he's better than the rock. I give credit. For rock. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on that bad, but I'm just saying, uh, I'm gonna give the guy credit on that because he did have some heartfelt moments, especially towards the end where it started getting a little bit more serious. That's the thing I got to talk about the the tone of this movie because the tone of this movie is kind of all over the place. Like one minute it's like really slapstick comedy, it tries to go all superhero shit, and then the movie feels like it just snaps its finger. You're like, oh, we're serious now. Let's get serious. Like, oh, okay, we're we're serious now. Let's. The stakes are so high, you know, the multiverse is at stake and it all gets all serious and shit like that, you know. And he has some good moments with his mom also. So I got to give him some respect on that. Uh, other characters in the movie, like I said, where where can we go with that? Uh, other characters, in the movie, like I said, you didn't come to see Flash. Flash is no one on the poster. Flash is no one in the commercials. You don't want to see Flash. You want to see Batman. That's what you want to see. And. Look, you can argue over who's your favorite Batman. I like this Batman. I like that Batman. But when Michael Keaton is on the screen, regardless of your favorite Batman, you're going to have second thoughts. You'll be like, is, is he the best? He might be the best? Because he moves <laughs> ass in this movie. I'm sorry. He just beats ass all through this movie, man. He's fucking awesome. Well, the best Batmobile was just on the screen. <laughs> the best Batmobile was on the screen. He doesn't He doesn't ride the Batmobile. The Batmobile is shown, but he doesn't ride it in this movie. I mean, he really can't because they're flying all over the place like that. But it was one scene that... Michael Keaton does in this movie it had nothing to do with fighting, nothing to do with talking, nothing to do with talking to Flash when he is like after the mission and they completed the mission and he's just in, you know, in the bathroom and he takes off the suit, bleeding everywhere, blood is coming out of the bat suit. He's stitching himself up because, you know, he got cut because of, all, because of the mission and he just looks in the mirror and looks at himself and he starts laughing. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> That's Batman. That's Batman fucking right there. Because he hadn't been Batman in like 30, 40 years, whatever like that. And now when Flash kind of like talking him back into being Batman, he like, hell yeah, I, the pain, the blood. I, I love this shit. Give me this shit. I'm like, he might be the best Batman. I'm sorry. He might be the GOAT. He might be the GOAT. The only reason I don't say he the GOAT, because Ben Affleck is in this movie also. And Ben Affleck is also beating ass in this movie. I'm just like, damn, they give you, they're giving you so much Batman in this movie. But Bat, but the thing is, neither one of them are in the movie that much. They're like, and they're basically peppered out throughout the movie. Because one thing I was worried about, like, there's so many Batman. Is this a Flash movie? It's a Flash movie. It's it's about Flash. It's about Barry Allen. It's about him having a character arc, and both of the Batman are just um, mentors. That's all they are in this movie. They're his Obi-Wans. They save his ass. They teach him what he needs to do and it's like that. And I also like how they had the two berries in the movie because, like I said, I'm going into, like, film theory and stuff like that. You know, that's why people are like, I just want action. I get it. I understand that. The thing is that the, I understand why they had another berry in there because there's a whole point in the movie where Art Barry loses his powers and the new Barry gets powers. 
So the old Barry has to train the new Barry to power. So you're actually going through the journey with, because first off, we can't go through how to, how did Flash know how to do all this stuff? Well, when you teach the new Barry, the audience learns. Okay, so this is how he learns how to do that. This is how he learns how to do that. This is power right here. And you're going through the arc that way. I like it. So that was cool on there. Also, who else was in this movie? Oh, yeah. Supergirl. I love fucking Supergirl. That's one of the crimes of this movie that she wasn't in enough. Like, I, she should have been in the movie enough, but I understand it wasn't her movie, so they can't do as much as they want to. But I love her. She might be my favorite live action Supergirl. Like out of everybody. Now, the reason I like her versus the other ones is because they finally get it that Supergirl is different from Superman. She's not just Superman in a dress or Superman with a blonde wig or Superman with boobs or like that. No, she's her own character. The thing is, Superman, Kal-El grew up on, on planet Earth, so he has a connection to humanity. Supergirl does not. She didn't grow up on Earth. She doesn't have that connection. She still remembers Krypton. That's her home. Earth is just someplace. She's just there. She doesn't care about humanity like Clark does. So it makes sense how they're different people. And the movie, you know, uh, drives that home. And I'm like, finally, y'all got Supergirl right in these movies. So, yeah, uh, like I said, that's uh, what else can I talk about this movie? Those are the good things about it. Like I said, tones kind of all over the place, but it kind of narrowed down for me. The comedy is up and down. Oh, I forgot to get a link on it, but that's cool. There's one joke. I got to spoil one joke for you where the first, the reason Barry realized he fucked up the timeline because somebody had says that Back to the Future uh, starred, what's that dude's name? What's up? That not, not Michael J. Fox. Shit, I, I've been saying this guy's name all week and I'm now I'm drawing a blank. Who? The Doc Brown? No, not Doc Brown. But I, I can't believe I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now. No. Okay. Who's the guy to play mask? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Oh, Eric okay, Stoltz. Yeah. That's the joke. Okay. Yeah. That's the joke. So he realized he fucked up the timeline because somebody said, you mean back to the future? Yeah. It's like back to the future. Back to the future. You mean with Eric Stoltz? They're like, Eric Stoltz. No, <laughs> Mark Michael J. Fox. So it's a deep cut joke. It's a deep, right, it's a deep cut joke. You got to be an old motherfucker to even get that joke. How's one? It's a dad one, joke. <laughs> it's a dad joke. Wonder Woman is in this movie. Wonder Woman is awesome. She's it's a cameo, but it's awesome. She's in it. They have a funny joke that they do. Uh, the Eric Stokes joke for people that didn't get the Eric Stokes joke. The thing is that Eric Stokes actually cast as Marty McFly in Back to the Future first. He was in the role. He got the role. They even filmed it. It's not a rumor. They have footage with him in the role yeah, and for like with people. for like two weeks. I, I think like five weeks. Like yeah, four or five it was weeks. a while. They, it they was a while. Yeah, for a while, and then they just then they fired him. <laughs> yeah, well, they say he he didn't play the role how they want him to. They say he played the role yeah, too dark. He was playing it like a serious like tragedy. He wasn't right. funny. Yeah. Right, they were like, "You're too heavy, man. You need to back off." Of it. But and the thing was, I think they wanted Michael J. Fox anyway, but they didn't know if they can get him out of his family ties contract. But when he yeah. finally was able to get out of family ties, they're like, "Get him out of here." Get well, no, guy. yeah, he. They said, "Well, Michael J. Fox." film like family ties during the day and then at night he'd go film back to the future right he did yeah he filmed yeah. both at the same time to make to make the movie work so yeah yeah so so when michael so when they did that 
I was like, that that's a clever ass joke, man. I gotta give you credit on that joke because just the <laughs> fact that that's how he knew he fucked up the timeline. Because every so and then it's you the started, only one in the theater laughing. <laughs> I might have been. I think I was the only person in the theater laughing. I'm like, I'm like just by myself. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, elbow Eric Stoltz. Right, Eric Stoltz. Who the fuck is Eric Stoltz? You know. <laughs> and then they made a joke. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, he played in all the Back to the Future movies. I'm like, uh oh, they he really. That's how he know. I really fucked up the timeline when I did this shit. You know. So yeah, so I like you give me that deep cut joke, man. And it was a few other like clever jokes in there. The, the movie was kind of funny. Now not every joke landed. It wasn't Deadpool. Some of the jokes I was like, okay, y'all trying a little bit too hard. Like I said, uh, Barry Allen doesn't always land the jokes. Like I said, Ezra Miller's whole performance on Barry Allen, I'm still trying to come to terms with. Because he's basically playing like a kid hopped up on candy, you know, and it's cool in doses of Justice League and doses of whatever else he was in. We just got 200 percent of the movie playing two people hopped up on candy. Like I said, I, I know it's not going to just vibe with everybody. Some people are going to be on with it. Some people are not going to be on with it. But that's what he's doing the entire movie. That's that's his that's his art. That's his character. You know, I kind of get it because you kind of feel like he's impatient with people when they're talking. So I kind of get that feeling of it. So. Uh, so that's cool. Um. I'm trying to think what else didn't happen in this movie. Oh, this movie is canonical to the Snyder Cut. That's why I give it more credit. So it ignores the Justice League version and it and goes right to the Snyder Cut. For instance, it references two things in this movie that only happen in the Snyder Cut version of Justice League, not Justice League. First off, when he entered the Speed Force. Oh, by the way, uh, Zack Snyder won an Oscar on that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it was a fan-made Oscar, but still an Oscar. Oscar nonetheless, you know. Uh, basically, that's how Barry gets the idea to enter Speed Force. Because basically, for those that didn't watch the the just the Snyder version of Justice League, in that version, like in the Justice League, in Snyder, I'm sorry, the Josh Whedon version, uh, Superman just came in, beat everybody ass, and they won. That's it. In the Snyder version, that didn't happen. When Superman came in, he came in too late, and the mother box blew up the world. So Barry had to enter the Speed Force in reverse time five seconds into the past to give himself enough time to re-cyborg stop from blowing up the world. So that's what happened in the Snyder's first version. And so they referenced that in there. And also they referenced when he saved Iris West, which was completely cut out of the Joss Lee version. Funny how all the black people got cut out in the Joss Whedon version. Was the yeah. hot dog there, though? Did he have the hot dog? Like, did he wave it in her face, like, put it in her mouth? Wait, he didn't put it in her mouth. Did he? Oh, we were mad. No, that's what I was thinking he's going to oh, do. Think, okay, for some reason, my head, I'm like, oh, no, not the same when he put the hot dog in the mouth. Like, oh, I remember why, because remember, I was, like, I was, like, live, I was watching it and live posting while yeah. I was watching the Snyder Cut, and I said, I can't wait for the memes where Barry puts the hot dog in Iris's mouth, and, 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 and then, and, like, and, a couple and, days later, someone photoshopped and, it. <laughs> so no but he doesn't mention the hot dog but he just mentioned when uh they mentioned when they when she saved him well he saved her so yeah uh doesn't happen with that one so um yeah i'm trying to think what else like i said everybody's bashing the movie what i think about the, oh what okay so there's another reason people are bashing movie. i'm about to go on heavy spoilers right now i don't give a fuck fuck it it's spoilers okay. end of the movie basically the multiverse is collapsing on each other so the multiverse that they're seeing they're seeing all these worlds and all these worlds are like Nick Cage, Superman, and uh, the, oh, they see Christopher Reeves and Supergirl in the background. So they reanimate, like they CGI Christopher Reeves, basically, in this movie. They CGI Christopher Reeves, 
They CGI Adam West. They CGI George Reeves. They CGI George Reeves also, like the, the Superman before Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. And people are upset about that. They're saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't reanimate corpses like that. They're dead. You can't do that like that. And, and this this why I realized that people are just finding shit to nitpick about this movie. They just, they just get on one thing and they just blow that up because they need something to be mad about this movie about. Yeah. Because you're getting mad about them uh, doing that, but or do you get mad at when... You know, when they make toys in Christopher Reeves likeness, do you say anything about that? Do you say anything when, oh, that's the wrong thing. What other, I fucked up. Anyway, do you get mad when they uh, draw Superman like Christopher Reeves in the Superman comics? Let's just say, what makes that different from that than this? It's like people are finding things to bitch about. And that's what I realized. That's what I realized that I do think that one of the reasons like the movie is doing as bad as it is, it is because of Ezra, Ezra Miller. I didn't think Ezra Miller was going to affect it as bad as it did, but it did. People know. People know. It's yeah. been talking. It's all over TikTok. They're getting like four million views about the dumb shit that they have been doing. You know, I'm giving credit stuff like that. So overall, people don't want to support that because of that. And if you don't want to support that because of Ezra Miller, I completely understand. He's a piece of, piece of shit person. Let's not beat around the bush about that. I mean, all the, the shit that y'all give Brie Larson, who didn't, didn't do anything to anybody, and Killamere Tran, who didn't do anything to anybody, give that energy to Ezra Miller. He deserves that shit. They Josh say Josh Whedon happened to Josh Whedon. Like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, give that energy to the people that deserve that shit. You know. So yeah. anybody that don't want to see the Flash because he's a piece because uh, Ezra Miller's a piece of shit person, perfectly fine. I got a problem with that. You know. Me personally, I can separate the art from the artist. You know. I can listen to R. Kelly. I can listen to Michael Jackson. You know. I listen to Kanye. On the way to work this morning, I have no problem listening to problematic artists. So I can watch the flash separate. Okay, this isn't Ezra Miller. This is Barry Allen. I can do that. And plus, why are you going to get mad at that when you, you're going to miss out on performances on all the Batman? You're going to miss the performances on Supergirl. You, you're going to miss Wonder Woman. You're missing out on good performances because of one piece of shit person. That yeah. shouldn't be fair for everybody else in the movie. And all the overworked and underpaid CGI artists who... Thank you. This you think that's why this movie sucks. The CGI. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Thank you, Eli. You are contributing to this review, though you hadn't seen it. Yes, the CGI is doo doo dog water. I gotta admit that it looked like fucking uh, rubber. And I'm like, how is this shit so bad? It's been in like development hell for like five years. Like, why does CGI look like this? You know, but yeah, because it was in development. <laughs> because it was development hell. Yeah, I give them that. But the thing is, is it is it the worst CGI I've seen in recent memory? No, but that says more about the CGI of comic book movies than the flash. That just means that like, I'm looking at this versus quantum Mania. quantum Mania was fucking dog shit CGI, but that shit wouldn't even finish. They said they didn't finish that shit. They were like, we, we sent all the people to Wakanda forever. We didn't even fuck about that movie. So we can <laughs> tell, you know, so flash looked pretty bad too, but you know what? I could go with it. It did. It didn't fuck me up. I was like, that looks bad in certain places, but I can, I can deal with it. I'm cool. So, yeah. So, that's what I said. I think I said everything I need to say about the Flash. I'm not going to say anything else about the Flash. I will say this. Like I said, Tom Cruise and Stephen King said this is the greatest comic book movie of all time. Uh, in my opinion, it's not even the best comic book movie this month. Just saying it. And because, and that's another thing that hurt it because this is damn near the same plot as Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Verse yeah. is telling the same story, but better. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think that's other, all so. these multiverse movies. That's like the big, it's like that's what all the comic book movies are doing now. We have to have multiverse, various versions of everybody's characters. That that way, they're trying to survive, or 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 um, they're trying to satisfy everybody. 
you know, right. by like giving everybody's but, favorite and, version. Because that's the thing. This movie is member bears the movie. You talking about fan service? There has never been a more fan servicey movie than this movie. Yeah. So I think that's one reason why the people that say it's the greatest Marvel movie of all time liking it because they getting hot up on it. It's like like Batman, like Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's awesome. Everything he's doing is a reference to the old Batman movies. Everything he says, everything he does is just references to old Batman. Like, how much do you weigh? Hold on. All this shit. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, yeah. I get it. I like it, but I see what you're doing. You know, yeah. uh, yeah, like I said, when, you know, Christopher Reeve shows up and Bat, you know, Adam West Batman shows up and now the Nicola Cage scene where he fought that giant crab, I was like, okay, that shit was pretty cool. You know, but but still, <laughs> you know, it, it, you're still doing it. You're still trying to get member berries out of it. Yeah, because he was supposed to fight like a giant spider crab monster. Right, and they referenced yeah. that this movie and his yeah. work like that. Yeah. I yeah, got to back. Yeah. yeah. That's what it seems like it is. I mean, ever we're, we're just, uh, it just seems like every comic book movie is kind of doing that now. That, like, that's the trend. Right. We're going to, the, the multiverse movie. You know, and just stub all the stuff that everybody. But, but yeah. it's like they're just selling you nostalgia. That's all they're doing. They, yeah. Any way they can sell you nostalgia, do it because that's all Spider-Man was. Let's give Singers five from the two thousand. Hell, that's what the screen movies are doing. Just get back these old, not doing the multiverse, but let's just get back these old motherfuckers from the nineties and stick it back in the movies so yeah. we can propel our new people. But you know, you know that's that's what everybody's doing nowadays. Yeah, well, Halloween, the new Halloween movies. That's all they did. Yeah, like, Halloween's doing up- Curtis, yeah. Dig that's, up that's, all these old motherfuckers that no one gives a shit about and fucking oh. throw them in here. Jake, when he just cut to the cake, Chase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just slap a rating on it. I'm a, my rating of this movie is four out of five. This is a good, strong four out of five. Now, strong and not low, it's what it is. Everybody's saying, now people going in, now people are going in saying, people coming out of the movie saying that the movie sucks, the movie's bad. I don't know what movie you watched. This movie is not bad. The movie not suck. There's not no Green Lantern type shit or whatever other movie uh you want to put it at this is nowhere near on that level no it's uh, but what don't but take my opinion for a grain of salt like i said i like black adam i like shazam too everybody said those movies suck i like both of those flash you're, you're a comic book fan i'm a comic so, book fan yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. but so it's like not when yeah, a bad yeah. movie comes out i will call out a bad movie you know i'm not i don't just say everything's just great everything's five out of five but i'm just saying this movie is on that level of those movies. So, like I said, if you like Black Adam or Shazam, the people that do like those movies, there's no reason why you shouldn't like The Flash. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you didn't like, if you thought those movies sucked, then maybe your opinion of Flash would be less than that. You know, I'm just saying. But me, I came out of the movie with a smile on my face. It had some good jokes. It was funny. It had some clever gags. You know, all the Batman were awesome. Both Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, to me, were equally awesome. And people that see that movie are going to debate on which one they like better. Supergirl was awesome in this movie. So it had a lot of stuff in there. Ezra Miller did give a good performance in this movie. So, you know, like I said, CGI fucked it up. Tone is kind of all over the place. It did turn to Saturday morning cartoons in some places. Ezra Miller still can't run for shit in these movies. So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with the dude. Why did he not teach him how to run? But yeah, but <laughs> that's, 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 that's my thing. That's my thing. You know, I think if, if, if people go to this movie and actually watch it, I don't see anybody coming out to this movie just saying, that's cool that's all yeah so because like i said my rating has to be higher than cliff it has to be i can't go low than cliff. so well, all right it'll it'll be on hbo in a month so i'll <laughs> yeah when, when it's like hell farther fast than it as far as this shit is flopping. <laughs> yeah you know like i said fast and furious already on on, on apple plus so shit so <laughs> 
Yeah, to get that shit out of here. All right, what do we got next? We have something else on here. Uh oh, you're gonna talk. I think you're gonna talk. Actually, that's stuff. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. Okay. Uh this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Okay. So, like I said, for those that have been keeping up, because we've had talked about this in the on the podcast before, is that before today's podcast, there was a debate on CW was debating on which show they were going to keep. Were they going to keep Superman and Lois? Or were they going to keep Gotham Knights? And they really didn't know which show they were going to go to. I didn't know which show they were going to go with. It was like up and down. So the show they decided to keep was, of course, Superman and Lois. They decided to keep Superman and Lois, and Gotham Knights has been canceled. That is it. So Superman and Lois is the last DC show on CW. They've gotten rid of everything else is gone. That's it. That's the last show. So you can it think- is the better show, too. <laughs> it is the better show. Let's not make no more points about that. It is the better show. However, the reason I was wondering whether or not it would get canceled, Gotham Knights would get canceled, because yes, Superman and Lois is the better show, but Gotham Knights is the cheaper show. That's the thing. Which show makes them more money or doesn't cost them as much money? That's the thing. Because CW doesn't make any money. We know that. So, so you can say we won. We got the better show to win. But what did it cost? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they give another uh, season four. However, CW is going to CW. They are cutting the budget. They are slashing the budget. And what does that mean? All those fancy special effects that we saw in the earlier shows gone. Uh, pretty much damn near over half the cast gone. Uh, Lana Lang, her family gone. Steele and his family gone. gone. Out of there. So, and people saying, "Well, that was the worst part of the show." Like, I actually liked it part of the show i understand was, it was yes yeah i understand it was drawn but just the whole point of lana lang and her husband co-parenting that was to me that was an interesting ass plot had shit to do with superheroing i just thought it was an interesting ass plot well it reflected it. superman superman's role superman and lois's role as parents right you know that's what grounded this yeah. it was grounded in like humanity you know that's yeah. what made so interesting for me anyways you're seeing because Superman and Lois are the perfect parents but yeah. Lana and her they're not and they well, they fuck up and they, well, because they're, they're parents and Lois, they're people Superman and yeah. Lois were fucking up too like no they're like they, they make mistakes and you know Jordan and John are out misbehaving and getting in the shit as well it's just but it was interesting to see that interesting to see this super godlike being have human problems and deal with humanity and that that's what made it for me and i so yeah i i was into all the human drama that's what that's what was interesting to me you know right so now they're getting rid of all these characters however <laughs> i mm-hmm. do, you know i was i was getting sick of uh what's your name the chick the is it jordan the, the girl the girl yeah. the uh, I, yeah it's, it's almost like the show wanted you to hate her yeah, because she kept doing shit to just irritate you. I'm like, why are they writing her so terrible? Well, it's show? not even her too. It's like him. It's like I, I was getting sick of Jordan just being mopey all the time. I'm like, mopey, Dude, yeah, yeah, Jordan. Was, that was yeah. getting old for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, dude, there's other chicks or whatever. You, go, you know, get some other chick. You're, you're, you got superpowers now. You got superpowers, <laughs> right? Why are you not finding after this drunk ass <clears throat> chick all the time? This yeah, shit. you know, uh, but, 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 um. John Henry and his daughter. That was, yeah. I, I was interested in that. I was interested. That was in, a good storyline, even though it was predictable. I knew it was going. I still yeah. like that storyline. Yeah. yeah, we knew the boy was good. Something was up with him. 
So yeah, that was yeah this season, which I think is the best season so far. Yeah, and, and him, him and his, that whole beef with him and Bruno, Bruno Mannheim. Yeah. I was loving that. Yeah, yeah, and the whole cancer thing with Lois. I mean, you know, that was it's been a hard season for me to watch. You know, I you know I've had experience. Right. I, I can imagine that can be, that could trigger some people. You yeah, know, I mean, but it, it, it's been great. But um, but yeah, that whole thing with 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 uh with Steel and all that that was that was cool, and I was into that. You know. So I am kind of bummed that the reasons why I like this show is like <laughs> right. getting rid of it all, you know? <laughs> um, but usually you see that like in, when, when a TV show goes on for multiple seasons, you always sort of see a, see a reset in, yeah. in season three or four. And maybe that's what they're trying to do now. Cause if, cause if uh, like they're saying Lex Luthor is going to be the new bad guy. They say maybe he's like season lead, season regular. Yeah, then maybe they're yeah. going back to Metropolis or some shit. I don't know, and then we'll see new characters. I don't know, but um, but as far as like the shit in Smallville, yeah, I was into Lana. Well, first of all, that chick who plays Lana, goddamn, she's hot as hell. You know? Yeah, she is. <laughs> you know <laughs> why you see her? Lois? <laughs> right? Have, have you seen her like like in a younger movie, like in the two thousand? Oh yeah, yeah, waiting yeah. and yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Just, yeah. I didn't, just the fact that I even heard she was on this show, I was like, yeah, I might need to, this might be my favorite show. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hey, yeah, y'all. Uh, yeah, thank you for the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, watching the flick right now. Okay, that's cool. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I said, it's, it's a good show. Just the whole storyline. And plus, you know what? I used to hate, like, Lana's ex-husband. I used to hate that dude at first, but he grew on me <laughs> yeah, after a yeah. while. Yeah, because it turned out, okay, he's not so much of an asshole. Like, especially, like, when he used to, like, he got him a girlfriend, and when he does fucked up shit, he apologizes to it. He's not just trying to do, like, a one-type thing to, you know, to get back at his his ex-wife. No, nah, he actually, like, cares for him. Like, okay, he's he's not a bad guy. Yeah, you know? well, they first, remember, they first, like, portrayed him as this, like, right-wing, you know, kind of. Right, and and I know, think I think the show got feedback. They're like, this ain't working. Don't do not yeah. do that with him. Yeah. But they, but they, even then, even when they made him that way, they still fleshed him out as and, and gave him that he wasn't just this, you know, asshole, you know, that he did have debt to him, you know. Right. So. And he cared but, about his family. And know. he cared about his family, which is basically why everybody, you know, that's like the basis for everybody's politics, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I I was into all that. You you don't you haven't seen the show? Oh yeah, hey. it's it's great. It's Jay, one of my yeah. great. Yeah, you need to watch yeah. like from the first season to like the third season is probably the best season to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean the the like the soup the superhero shit like this. Yeah, the effects are awesome. So that's gonna suck if like yeah we're gonna get shitty effects now. <laughs> yeah, because the first season like HBO was putting money up for this show. You know, that's, that's right. why the first season, like special effects were like great, fantastic, like better than the Flash movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just loving that. I was like, man, but yeah, you definitely need to watch this show. We don't know what season four is going to do, but up to one through three, it's a great show, man. It is a great show. Even if you're not a Superman fan, it's just a great show. The topics, the handling. And the action is, is pretty good on it too. Special yeah. effects. I mean, I'm never, I've never been a huge well. Is it me or are we in sort of a Superman renaissance right now? <laughs> I, I, you know what? No, it's just this show. Because other than the show, there really hasn't been any Superman thing happen. It's just people yeah. won't shut the fuck up about Henry Cavill. That's all. Yeah, I like the the Superman show's cool. 
I'm reading like multiple Superman comics, you know, they, they, and they're finally good again. Yeah. yeah it's like, I'm, I'm kind of into Superman right now, you know, you know what DC was like, you know what? Maybe we should make Superman actually good. Yeah. Maybe that's a thought. I don't know. You know? Yeah. We have, yeah, we have this, the, like the world's first superhero. We yeah, own the I mean, rights we, to the world's first superhero. Let's do like, something. We have right. other people than Batman. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it does. But I think they're trying to like we need to get back on track. How to get back on track? You get Superman on track. That's that's because yeah. Batman is going to be Batman at all times. Yeah, but, but DC is only going to be as good as Superman carries him. Yeah, and then Superman, like he he's cool. Like he's cool in the show. Like I feel yeah. bad for him sometimes. Like him <laughs> dealing with dealing with this shit. You know, like like when when the kids ditched him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made plans to, to do shit with their son. But it was like some up. cool shit he wanted them to do. They were like, uh-uh, we ain't doing this shit. Yeah, no. they're like, we're sitting here playing video games. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, is it better than Smallville? Uh, because that show was shit. Nope, Smallville. Uh-uh, we're not talking about... We're not... Uh, nah, delete that. No. Nah. <laughs> we're not talking about, about Smallville. <laughs> He's banned. <No. laughs> Actually, I've never... I've only seen a handful of Smallville... I, okay, the thing about Smallville, like Smallville, when it first started, was a good show. It had a good show. It had character development with Clark and his fans, stuff like that. Now, towards the end, it got it, it was basically the same thing happened to Flash. Like eventually, it just ran on too long. It just got too out of control, too crazy. Still, I know what the hell they were going to do with. They don't know what they people are ready to get the fuck up out of here. That's what happened. So yeah, same thing happened to Flash. The same thing happened to Smallville. But those first couple seasons, Smallville, no, nah, because first off. The Lex Luthor in there is the best Lex Luthor of light action, period. Of I don't care what time. anybody say. He's the best of one. Of all time. Of all time. I just <laughs> I hate, read, to, I hate I, to let you finish, you know. <laughs> well, Gene Hackman, it's funny that Gene Hackman, I guess I was reading this thread on uh, the making of Superman 2 and all that drama where they fired Richard Donner and all that shit. I guess all the actors got pissed after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. And Gene Hackman wouldn't wear, wouldn't put a bald cap on anymore, and no, he did not give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Fuck this!" So that was, so they had a, they had a Frankenstein. What was the name? Uh, Lester. What's that guy's name? Yeah, Richard. Richard Lester was the replacement. Richard Donner did the first one. They yeah. fired him and they hired Richard Lester. Yeah, yeah, and he had to Frankenstein the footage together because, like, Gene Hackman was, you know, didn't didn't want to do nothing anymore, and. Right. I guess uh, Jack O'Hara. What's his name? Jack O'Hara. What's the guy? The guy who played Nan, the big okay. dude. The guy I that guess, never said anything. Yeah. The guy, yeah, the mute guy. I guess he got into it with Christopher. Like, got into an actual fight with him. <laughs> okay, I understand Christopher Reeve plays Superman on the but you don't fuck with a guy like that. You know? <laughs> I guess he was a professional boxer too. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, that was a big motherfucker, man. Yeah. <laughs> And, that's yeah. like some people you just don't talk crazy to that's all i'm saying you know yeah so uh but yeah it, it's just funny that yeah that yeah that I, I i've never like i said i only watched a handful of smallville episodes i never really got into the lois and clark show but uh i didn't either it, i tried to watch it like nah it ain't so yeah but, but smallville, one... smallville had some stuff in it that it had it had some seasons that were like okay this is actually pretty cool you know but it went on too long so yeah but from the get-go this show has had me like i was like i basically watched it because i thought you would watch it and i'd help you review the first episode and right. it hooked me i'm yeah. still because when I'm this first watching. came out this was on dc universe yeah like when, when that thing came out yeah that's right and the thing, like, the we're thing going I back like to the pandemic yeah <laughs> going back to the pandemic and the thing i like about this show is that they're not trying to 
like a darker version of Superman, like edgy version of Superman. It's not no. that he's just Superman. He's just That's Superman. It. Like you could recognize him as Superman. <laughs> trying to raise his kids, trying to be a wife and a husband. You know, yeah. or a, I mean a husband and a dad. And it's 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 just a simple it's a family drama. That's all it's it a is. It's a family drama. He's just simple, he's Superman. You know, he has the moral high ground, you know, he tried to help out his family. And the thing is, because his because he's so naive and because he thinks everybody else is like that, that keeps getting him in trouble with his family and with his friends and everybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's just like the fact that when Lois was like, I need to I need to write a will just in case if something goes bad. Superman, like, no, we don't do that, we can't do that. It'll all work itself out. Like, no, Superman, just because you're Superman and you don't have to worry about the shit, you've never been sick a day in your life. We're real people. We have to worry about this shit. Even if this shit don't get me, something will get me eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm human, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that was that was some shit. And Superman, like, well, like, why does Superman never think about that? You know. <laughs> yeah. Because he's Superman, yeah. I guess. So, and just yeah. those times, just I love those little how they mix in the superhero shit with the with the human drama. Like they'll be like Superman and Lois will be fucking arguing. And right. then she's like, and then he's like, uh, uh, he's like, what is it? Oh, there's like an earthquake in China. And she's like, go ahead. And he, <laughs> right. like in the middle of an argument, he's right. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. So, yeah, love it. Also, definitely yeah, watch awesome it. show. Hopefully, I'm, I got my fingers crossed. Hopefully, it, it doesn't turn to shit. But I, I it, hope not, but yeah. we, we, we'll see. And plus, Bruno, Bruno Mannheim is an interesting villain also in this show. Because yes. they're basically saying, like, he's a gangster, murderer, all this shit like that, runs, you know, but he's doing it for good. Yeah. You know, he's doing it to build up his neighborhood. Yeah, all the guns and shit he's running, all this stuff doing, he's doing it to build up the neighborhood, build hospitals, putting the money back in the hood. I'm Frank like, White. Is it Frank yeah, White? I'm like, damn. Frank okay, White, yeah, we, from King of New York? That's what he was yeah. doing. Yeah. I'm like, so Superman, how can you fight a guy like that? You know? Yeah. Especially a guy that saved your wife's life. I mean, yeah, your wife's life, you know, from from wait. Wife from the life. evil he's doing, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, this season's been awesome. Like he's an interesting character. His wife's an interesting character. All that dynamic between uh the uh Steele's daughter and the son and yeah. It's just been heavy, yeah. I, I've been just like, whoa, this is like, yeah. This is when one of my stories that I got to watch every week. <laughs> yeah, even when Steel, because Steel has some awesome moments when he's walked into Bruno Mannheim's house and every gun was like pointing at him and shit like that. He's like, what the fuck you going to do to me? i like, okay, this shit is awesome right here. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think we talked about Subban and Lois enough. I think the uh, season, finale, well, series, season finale is like, may, I think this week. Is it this week or next week? I, th- I know it's like I, a I couple weeks left. But I don't know. Something I, like I, I haven't watched last week's episode yet. So, okay. Uh, so, I'm going to review that and Gotham Knights when they both end. <laughs> I better catch up on Gotham Knights then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to spoil something for you. Uh, Joker's daughter finds out that Joker is not her father. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she's angry at him. So, she can't be angry at him anymore. <laughs> no, she's not angry at him. She's angry at her real dad. Oh, Harvey Dent. I was about to say, who is it the Two-Face? Yes, yeah, Two-Face. That, that's yeah, what yeah. it is in the comics. In the comic, her yeah. name is Duella Dent. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's a storyline from the comics. They didn't make that shit up for the show. It's, it's in the comics. So, yeah. Uh, maybe we can move on past that. Okay. Like I said, briefly before we move on to the next part, I would just want to briefly, briefly touch on some video game shit. Like I said, uh, Eli, my Street Fighter journey has been going pretty well uh, for the first week. 
me just throw out some combos. Uh, however, the second week, I have been getting my ass beat, like into the ground. Like there's just some combos doing right now. I'm not gonna. I'll probably post some of that shit next week. But I realized that I've been playing, beating people, beating people, and then I got to like a certain level, like a certain plateau, where the game just said, "Uh-uh, you have oh, yeah. gone too far." And then they just start sending people at me, sending people like whoever that dude was last week that said he's gonna beat the shit out of us on Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was, he was on there too, you know. <laughs> so, so now I got, I got to go to the lab. I got to grind. I gotta, I gotta figure this shit out because right now. I, I reached. Got to learn your frame rates. I got to learn frame <laughs> rates. I thought I knew them, but the game told me you don't. You don't know frame rates. You think you know them, but yeah, we won't pass that. Like I said, it's the oh no, you, you got something else. You got something else we got to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I got. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, Look at you. There you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Okay, go man. Oh, that's the banner. Oh, don't worry about it. I, Rock okay. with it. Okay. Rock with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have. Let's see. Okay. Uh, so. Um, it was just announced. This is big news in the comic world. Um, Image Comics, mm-hmm. Robert Kirkman. Oops, shit. Oh, see, you didn't say that. You got to leave with that shit, man. Yeah, so Robert, Robert, Kirk, Robert, Robert Kirkman is going to be writing a, a transformer. I don't know if he's writing it, but I think he's like in charge of it somehow. I think it's, you know. Um, okay, well, now you got me excited. Okay, <laughs> at first I didn't give a fuck, but you said, wait, Robert Kirkman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Robert Kirkman, and I, you know what? I got. Let's share the image. I got the I got okay. oh, wrong one. Because technically we're in the comic book section already anyway. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Image Comics has um, basically acquired the rights to GI Joe and Transformers. Before this, it was IDW. Mm-hmm. Um, IDW did a very long, extensive run on Transformers on all the Hasbro. And um, shout out to Gomer. Gomer used to do a podcast yes. just on that comic. Yes. Uh, Gomer's a huge Transformers fan. He, yeah, they had a co- instruments, instruments of destruction. Was that what right. it was called? He did. He did this Geeks and Comics separately yeah. and Instruments of Destruction separately. So he had a separate podcast just for Transformers and G.I. Joe. That was it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I read, I read some of that stuff. I read some of it. I did read the big crossover because idw did have like transformers gi joe micronauts i think rom Mm -hmm. and um mask right yeah mask and they ended up doing a big huge crossover event with all of them you know um and it went on for i mean uh, gomer stands by it as one of the best comics of all time the Transformers, right. the IW like not Dark Knight Returns, yeah. not you know. <laughs> yeah, when we did, when we were doing the the, the top five uh, pods, like during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, like Transformers runs were on were on his list and shit. Um, yeah. Um, but so, anyways, uh, Image has now acquired the rights to Transformers and GI Joe, and they are announcing new books, new Transformers books. Um. Transformers is going to be written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, who oh, okay. I okay. am a huge fan of. That's, so that's, that, your, that's your guy right there. That's your that, guy right there. That so. that alone has got me. He's, he's I mean, not me. not gonna lie, like that piqued my interest. I'm like Daniel Warren Johnson on a Transformers book. How yeah. would that even? How would it even look? Oh, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a huge Transformers fan because I I follow him on Instagram. 
I I see his I he's even he's even got a YouTube channel where he does live streams where he draws and shit. And I've seen yeah. some of his other his like, you know, his custom you know, art where people you know, uh, you know, ask him to draw transformer shit. And he, he's he's got a great art style. And as as you can see, he's here's Optimus Prime. Um, but also that, that's, that's his Optimus Prime. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So also they're doing GI Joe. Joshua Williamson is writing GI Joe. So... God damn! Does that guy write everything nowadays? <laughs> Please, yeah. get somebody else other than Joshua Williamson. <laughs> yeah, he's writing. Yeah, he's writing this too. He's writing half of DC right yeah, now. Yeah, he's writing Please all he the DC books. Right yeah. So oh, they're also doing. Um, what is that? What What is this now? So Duke number one. So in October, they're dropping Transformers number one by Daniel Warren Johnson. In December, they're doing Duke number one, which is G.I. Joe, Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley. And then Cobra Commander number one drops in January of 2024. And it's going to be, I guess they're going to be across, it's like a crossover shared universe, G.I. Joe and Transformers. So, um, which I guess that's what happened in the new movie. I guess they're going to cross over in the movie. but. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so I'm at least sold on the on the on the Transformers book is is because I'll I'll read anything Daniel Warren Johnson does, so that's now, what I'm. Robert Kirkman about. is writing any of this. I got to pick it up. I got got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. Some new comic book news. Some stuff that I'm actually actually excited about that isn't DC and Marvel. So I'm pretty stoked for it. So just uh, yeah, your your comic booze comic news minute. See, yeah, we, we do comic news sometimes. Yeah. Every now and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. But here's my thing. I want to know if they're going to go as hard with Transformers as G.I. Joe as Image did with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because nobody remembers when the Image had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that shit was so fucking bonkers, what man. was that? Body count or something? Body some... It was body count where, like, it was Casey Jones and Raphael doing, like, a John Woo-style book. And it was all guns and shit. It was, like, a John Woo... That was back in the nineties. It might awesome. have been at break time. All I know is that they like uh Donatello got like half his body broken. He became a cyborg. Remember that shit. <laughs> and Raphael became the shredder. I don't know how the fuck that shit happened, but yeah, he took over the foot clan. I was like, okay. So when basically when image got like Tina Richard got away from image, they destroyed all the books. The books don't exist no more. Nobody knows about this run. You can't find it anywhere. So yeah. if please, if, if I want you, I want everybody to Google it. It's Teenage Mutant Turtles Volume Three. That's when it went to Image. That's when they wrote all that wild ass shit, and they just really like it never happened. But I need to get my hands on it. If I can find it, I'm gonna get my hands on that shit. So yeah. yeah all right, can. move on past this or okay. I guess yeah. you can't turn Moffat's Prime to a cyborg. He basically already is. So yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is the comic bullies. We're talking about comic books. We're just gonna jump into it and. Uh, Eli, I'm gonna let you jump into it, see, see what you got from there. So, all right, let's see. Well, I didn't read much, it was a I didn't either, no, but <laughs> I want to talk flash, you know. <laughs> well, I will do clobbering time number four or five. Yeah, these books are coming out like every week, it seems like, yeah, like yeah. they're coming out fast. Like, damn, you just... can you see that? That's a, that's supposed to be a. It's very very small, but it's, it's supposed to be a, split, a two play. Oh, two look play. at you! Okay. Yeah, you can see that. In begin. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So this is Steve Scrochi writing and drawing Clobbering Time, which is just a, a, a one-off story about Ben Grimm, the thing, on this misadventure that he's doing. He's basically after this super villain. He's kind of like Kang. He's going through all the multiverses, collecting weapons and technology and um, becoming this super badass uh villain and trying to destroy the universe or some shit you know um one of those guys um each issue the thing teams up with another another character he teamed up with hulk he teamed up with wolverine he teamed up with dr strange and this issue he teams up with dr doom turns out dr doom got his ass whooped by this super villain um basically uh he didn't admit to get his ass whooped by the supervillain. No, because Doom would never admit to it. He he like uh like um, pour, threw him through a portal out in the outer space, you know, Doctor Doom, and left him out in outer space. Oh damn! <laughs> but Doctor Doom, he had a space station in his pocket with the uh, pim particles. So, because <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> he just pulls a space station out of his pocket and then grows it back into normal size. So he's out in this. He's out in the space station. Uh, <laughs> and that's where uh, he finds the thing. The thing gets, yeah, because the same thing happened to the thing. He portaled them out, you know. He meets up with Dr. Doom. And um, basically, Dr. Doom, he tells Dr. Doom what's happening. And so they like, yeah, we got to go get this guy. You know, but the whole time, Dr. Doom's like fucking with Ben Grimm, got him doing all this work and shit, feeding him all the shitty ass food, like Latveria cuisine and shit that. Ben hates and shit. And he's like, I just want a hamburger. That was funny. He's like, I just want a hamburger. And then um when the when the when they're trying to trans when they're trying to go through the port opening the portal, um <laughs> the thing things running through and he's trying to get to the portal and he passes by Dr. Doom's like dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Doom's plate and Dr. Doom's been eating a cheeseburger. He's like, damn it, Vic. <laughs> I thought that was funny because Doom was making Ben Grimm eat all these like alien, alien food. Shit. Right, well, he <laughs> eat that regular ass food. So. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways, they finally meet this guy. They meet this villain. And it turns out he's basically a super fan. He loves all the superheroes, and he, but he also hates what they've become. I kind of sort of getting that Miguel into the Spider Verse vibe, where he's a super fan. Oh. Okay, and then and, things have to play out this way. And... Yeah, that he's just a super like a like maybe it's a comment, a metaphor on toxic fandom, and this guy wants things to be there his way. You know, wants the stories to be this way. He's collecting all. It shows him he's got like the Infinity Gauntlet. He's got Thor's hammer. He's got all this, all these Marvel artifacts and shit that he's been collecting through all the this multiverse. So it wasn't the collector, was it? No, it's he's got it. Oh. No, it's another name. He's got another name, but I don't know the, the art. It's just a crazy book because of the art. So, uh, um, as you can see, the sp splash page. So, yeah, this is a four out of five. I think there's only one more. This is the second to the last book to to be concluded. Next issue. So this has just been fun. So. Okay, because yeah, they've been running through this book. It's almost like it's been yeah. dropping every week. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's a four out of five. All right. Cool. All right, so next book I'm going to do, well, first book I'm going to do, I don't know why I always do that. Uh, the first book I'm going to do is 
Black Panther number one. Now, uh, Eli, you said you kind of read this, didn't you? I read tried this? reading it real quick before the, we started recording. Then I decided, well, then I found out I couldn't read this real quick. <laughs> it is not a quick read. This is a lengthy book, a lot of meat, a lot of structure into it. So they just throw you into it. This is a new run. Uh, like I said, the last guy, John Ridley, David Ridley, whatever his name was, run Ridley. sucked. You know, everybody hated it. I shitted on it. Pretty much anytime I shitted on it, it all those videos got pretty good views too, Eli. Like me just shitting on those those uh comics. So yeah. So I'm not gonna just shit on this comic just out of spite. I'm gonna review it like normal and just see what I think about it. Like I said, this is written by Eve Ewan. This is like I said, I always anytime it's a black superhero, number one, I gotta do look at who did it. Eve Ewan. She was pretty good. She re did reread was pretty good. She is the first black woman to no, she is not to write a Black Panther comic. She is not. I'm sorry about that. Marvel advertised that, but she is not. Well, she's the first one to write the main Black Panther book. I'll put it like that. That's fair to say. That's fair to say from there. So, like I said, this is a new, uh, you know, status quo for T'Challa for Black Panther. We're just going to jump to it and see where he's, where he's at right now. So, let's go to it. And, yes, it's a direct uh, continuation from John Ridley's run also. So, we got to go for that. So, now, one thing about this book. Now, Eli, I don't know if you noticed from the little bit that you did read from the book. You noticed that it's a different type of Wakanda we have here. So, we're still in Wakanda. It's a but city, this is, yeah. Yeah, but with the burning T'Chaka part of uh, the city of Wakanda. And is it me, Eli? Does it have like a, a Blade Runner type feel to it? Well, it definitely, yes. There's a very cyberpunky feel to it. I think oh. they're trying to go for like a Gotham or a New York, but it's yeah. Wakanda. So it's right. going to have that that techno that, that, that futuristic technology um, feel to it that Wakanda has, you know? Right. So it's a that, futuristic that's the, that's city. The, that's the vibe I was getting from it. It felt yeah. like they wanted you to feel like it's a futuristic city, but it's still like, you know, Ghost in the Shell or Blade Runner or something like that, you know? Like yeah. That. Uh, so anyway, getting to the story. So what they read, so T'Challa is watching over the city of Burning T'Chaka. Now, but Burning T'Chaka basically is still in Wakanda, but it's like on the very, very edge of Wakanda. So nobody really cares about Burnt T'Chaka. It's just like a city that's just out there, you know? Meanwhile, you got the royal city that the one we're known for, it's nowhere near where we are right now. So anyway, you see this guy. He jumps up. He grabs the bag. He runs off to Chaka. T'Challa sees him. He's like, "Okay, I can't. I can't let anybody know I'm here, but I'm gonna just stop him real quick and you know give everybody the bag back." So T'Challa shows up, and I gotta give. I gotta give him credit, Eli. That costume was badass. I'm sorry. It, it basically, urban ninja. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. He got like a spear in the back and shit, like the little uh kunai's in front of him like he you know right you and ninja gaiden like I, I'm, I'm loving it. i'm loving it right now so whoever designed this kudos to you that alone the art is dope the art, the art is, is dope. dope yeah especially just with this cityscape they have so yeah so anyway the child knocks this guy out leaves the bag there and then runs off so they get there and it turns out they were basically playing like hide and secret tag they knew the guy that that grabbed the bag they were basically gonna he was gonna grab the bag and they're gonna chase through the city it was like a game they were playing the child didn't know that, so when he knocked the guy out, he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't, I don't know this city as well as I thought I did." So he realized he wasn't supposed to have done that. So anyway, so we go past that. Um, so the child and like I said, you got this whole splash bit right here, pretty awesome stuff like that. He's going through the city, so we got to find out what I gotta. Let me blow this up so you can see 
this page right here. I love this. I love this panel right here. It's kind of like basically telling us what happened from now to the last issue we're having. Yeah. So, like I said, the child is still in the Avengers. He's still in the Avengers. Matter of fact, he had actually got kicked out of the Avengers in that last run. Like I said, we hated that run. But now he kind of like mended, uh, mended ties with them. So he's back in with them. He's cool with them. He's been traveling over the city. For those who don't know what happened in the last issue, T'Challa has been kicked out of Wakanda. It's part of the agreement he made with, uh, well, Wakanda made with Namor and the Atlanteans. They're like, we have a, tru- a, tre- uh, a truce and a truce treaty, but in order for that uh, peace treaty to happen, you got to kick the child out of Wakanda. That's it. And he can't, be, he can't even be in the country anymore. So the thing is, so if the child has been kicked out of Wakanda, why is he in Wakanda? Because he missed Wakanda. That's why he's back. But he decided to go to the furthest city outside of Wakanda so nobody knows he's there. And matter of fact, he's got like sneaking through the shadows like that. So even though he's there, n- nobody knows he's there, but he wants people to know he's there, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So he's doing just enough shit for people to pay attention to it. Uh, is, is Black Panther in our town? Because Black Panther, like nobody from the royal uh, city comes to this place. It's just them and that's it. So yeah. he realized I need to, since I'm no longer king of Wakanda, uh, Wakanda has pretty much done away with the monarchy, so they don't have kings anymore. He's not even part of the the government anymore. He has no say. What man? He's not even allowed in the city. So he basically like I'm just another lowly person in Wakanda. I need to put boots on the ground and find out about my city. What is Wakanda without a king? What is a king without Wakanda? You know, and I like what he's where they're going with this. So he like I need to become a man of the city because I've never. Like I, I, I'm a part of Wakanda, but I've never been a part of Wakanda. Yeah, the the the, the lower class. He's been a royal. Yeah. Now he's going to the you know the street level. Street right. Level. Street, street level, level Black Panther. Street level Black Panther. That's what it says. Street yeah. level Black Panther. That's where they're going with this. So I dig it. I'm with it. You know. Now keep in mind, they said even though Burning T'Chaka is one of the poorest cities in Wakanda, they're still richer than any city in America. <laughs> That's what it says. So yeah, we're doing bad, but we're not doing that bad. Like there, there is no homeless problem in in Burning Chak to Chaka. There is no homeless people. It's just that people don't have an abundance of what they have. Like these they have. hover buses sure are crowded. Right. It's like that. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and like like a lady man walking down the street, there's no street lights. So when she's not paying attention, T'Challa will like set street lights in the city to help her down. You know, she's like, okay, so she knows somebody's looking out for her. He's like a a guardian angel because he can't be seen because people know he's there. You know, he's gonna be a problem. So, and then we got this guy who's like half of the book is about, uh, I think his name is Nomi N- Niobe. And and Yobi. And Yobi, that's his name. So, he's a lawyer. He's a guy. He's there. The child say he's been tracking this guy all the time. And, and half the book kind of becomes his book also. They really want you to follow this guy for some reason. And he's talking stuff like that. And, and he's like, okay, uh, people coming at him. And then who walks up on him is the War Dogs. Now, for, for those who read the last issue, the War Dogs almost caused a civil war in Wakanda. So not only has Black Panther been kicked out of the uh, royal city, so have the War Dogs. The War Dogs are no longer part of the Royal Council. What they do, they're just a, they're a mob now. They just go around just shaking down people, you know. So they're like, uh, we're just going to shake down people. We're going to take money. And T'Challa sees them doing that, the people that used to work for him. And he just jumps out, kicks one of them in the face like that. He's like, I see what you've been doing. So it is true. So the basically the war dogs like a, a mob going around, uh, you know, harassing people. And so they get into a fight. But we're going to cut away from that because we don't want to look at 
Black Panther beating ass. No, we're going to go back to this guy in Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> just walking around and shit. We're just going to go to him for some reason. So, is this, yeah. Is, <laughs> is, this the, is this the Batman book we thought we... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what a Batman could do a lot more good if as Bruce Wayne. Is this the comic? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go through this guy right here. So, like I said, he's a lawyer. He's basically taking case for people pro bono, you know, does do a lot of work and stuff like that. And uh and they just go to this guy for some reason. Like the story is just about him. It's just like doing it's shit. like exposition through this character, yeah. And this this is when the book slows down for me yeah. because I'm I'm all in with Black Panther, you know, find out about a Panther. But when they cut to this guy, and it's just all about this guy, it's like okay, and he goes in, and for some reason he goes into this library, and this chick in the background is like in love with him for some reason, like hearts everywhere. He like for no reason. They don't say her name, don't say who he is. She's just in love with him for some reason, you know. Uh, cut back to him anyway he's dodging because like he owes people money I thought because that's inter- like the interesting panel like how they just oh yeah, this is i'm gonna write like the nightwing book kind of like yeah that. yeah 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 well, kind of like that i like it in. when yeah it's, it's it's when you use comic as a medium yeah there's the yeah. use of panels and stuff that's that's cool yeah that, it's clever i give him credit on that like i said uh and like i say people owe him money so again and this way it's this started reminding me of like blade runner and cyberpunk because this is a cyborg right here like oh, yeah. she's got like an arm or some shit, like a metal arm and metal chains like that. You owe me money. You know, that's what the child is like. Uh-uh, you ain't doing that. Get the fuck up out of here. And starts beating the shit out of him. Like, who do you work for? Where did you come from? You know, and then, you know, and Yobi just like, nah, let it let it go. Don't worry about it. We, we know who she works for. Everybody know who she works for. You know, she just leaves. You know, so they walk inside, you know, and they basically starts talking. And he's just like, look, man, I, I, I appreciate you helping me. But you run around in a Black Panther costume, you're going to get in trouble with the people for your cosplaying right now because you're not allowed to wear the Black Panther costume unless you actually, you know, a part of the royal family. So he thinks he's just a cosplayer, you know, just run around, just beating people up and shit like that. And he takes a mask off, he's like, oh, shit. It's actually T'Challa, you know, breaks the glass like that. He's like, oh, your highness, you know, all this stuff like that. So he didn't admit that. He's like, stand up. I need your help. So basically what he's trying to do, the reason he's here is because apparently he knows this guy. He shows him like a baby picture of when they were together. So they're about the same age and stuff like that. Um, and he says, the reason I know you because I knew your father. Your father was like advisor to the royal family. And his father's name was Shangra Meyer. And I, I didn't look it up, but I think that's the same guy that wasn't in the last run, but the run before the last run. I think he like was that guy. He was like an old guy. He had like white dreads and shit like that, you know. Uh, I think Ramonda's like new boyfriend and some shit like that, whatever he was, but yeah. Uh, and basically, like, look, you're the only person I even kind of know here in Burnt Chaka. I need to connect with the people and maybe you can help me out, you know. And that's what we're going on right there. So, um, but then they get a knock on the door and he's just like, uh oh, I gotta get out of here before because nobody can know T'Challa is in this city or even Wakanda at all. So he, you know, darts out the window and shit like that, you know, like Batman, you know. <laughs> uh, and that's when he walks in and this chick walks in this bug lady cat woman type chick you know electra, just walks in yeah. electra whatever <laughs> some some shit like that she's like oh i didn't know you were here oh uh, since i i came in here and i thought you were here i won't kill you but i'm gonna just take the shit i need to go and i'm gonna just leave so as long as you don't do anything i won't fuck you up you know but just in case she like throws a, a dart at him to let him know uh don't tell anybody i was here or i will be back you know uh and then she Catwoman's Electra 
femme fatale her ways out of out of the building yeah. also so yeah all right so t'challa is just darting through the city and stuff like that and he's basically trying to get known to the city and like who am i among you my people you know it's like that meanwhile we cut to the real bad guys well I, I forgot the name of the bad guys they were mentioned all throughout the book but the main thing is they're up to some bad guy shit right now and they have a death lock yeah to be continued so mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i guess that's the book so i don't know if that is the death lock or a death lock or one of that because remember i i don't know if you read the, that avengers book but it was like a million death locks just yeah. running around all through the multiverse and shit so yeah. i don't know where this guy came from but they got a death lock so yeah so honestly i thought it was a cool so it is a palate cleanser from what we had before you know it was definitely not worse than what we had before people are complaining about this one my only complaint is that this was spending way too much time about that one guy who i don't care about you know uh yeah. but i do like the interest story of the child trying to basically put boots on the ground you know and get back to his roots i, I like yeah, i like that story yeah know? that that seems interesting him going back to basics going to street level yeah. i do like that dynamic of the you know the the upper now, now, class now some people are upset about that like i said hardcore black fan like i said black fans been getting his ass whooped for the last two runs so they basically <laughs> want him to be a king again and royalty and base back status was like that i'm like give it time because the thing is what i like what uh eve ewing did at the very end of the book she was like don't worry i have something planned for our once and future king so she's going to put the toys back in the toy box she's going to put everything back the way it was let her tell her story right now yeah. let's see where this goes I mean, let's stop it, shooting everything down before we get yeah. there you know i mean it seems interesting that he would get the support of of, of all the people of the people the poor the poor community to, to right. support you know him as a leader you know and him right going going to the city and and learning about it learning how you know the lower class lives would it sounds like an interesting story yeah and um, plus we're seeing a different uh we're seeing a different wakanda like we've already yeah. seen Wakanda drawn this way, that way, that way. This isn't that. This is like Blade Runner, Cyberpunk. Yeah. So we're gonna have Black Panther going through a st- steel, you know, Cyberpunk type, Blade Runner type. It, you know, what it almost feels like it feels like Black Panther twenty ninety nine. That's what it feels okay. like. You know, like it's like Black Panther in the future. You know, but I can I can dig with that. I can deal with that. So if this is the type of story she's trying to tell. I'm on board. Just cut out that lawyer. I don't give a fuck about the lawyer. Unless you do something to make him interesting, I don't He's going to be the Alfred or some shit. You know? Yeah, some shit. Do something interesting with him other than just have oh, him just walk around, you know? Yeah. So. Um, I didn't finish this. Like I said, I was trying to read it before we started recording, but it was, it got, once I got, yeah, once it got to that middle section where it was just With a guy, this would start losing me. I'm just yeah, like, I was it, having fun and now you're losing me. You it know? was super wordy. It was super like just condensed with all this information um and i'm not sure when i first when i saw the cover i'm like al ewing is writing a black <laughs> the voice <laughs> of the black people of course al ewing from, from like, england you know? um okay <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a cool immortal hog let me give it a <laughs> i'm like sure i'll give it a whirl but then okay even now i i haven't read her other stuff i haven't read the the Riri Williams stuff she's writing. Yeah, she she did Riri Williams and she did the Champions also. So okay. she, she did Champions okay. pretty good also. So yeah. Okay, yeah, but it just seems like, I mean, is she trying to cram like like the the whole uh, coach run where it was like right. a lot of great ideas, but transferring those ideas into comic book form, 
here's my thing though it's a, it's a little rough right right but here's my thing though from the other stuff i read for you and you and she doesn't write like this okay. she doesn't do all that wordy you know self-analyzation there it's almost like she's trying to copy the black panther run, other runs before her because that's what came before her so like i'm gonna copy code style and copy ridley style from there instead of just doing what she done because her other runs weren't, weren't like this that's yeah. like like what is she doing this thing this, this yeah. got got to like okay i like I got to record. So I, I'll, Leroy will let me know how this ends. But, but, <laughs> but, all, but all I'm saying is that her, she's done better work than this. And I actually like this story, but she's done a better work for this. Yeah. I think when her run gets going, because I have faith in her, I think that I think people are going to come up, come aboard on, on this run. Because the framing of what we look like, the, the framing, the schedule, the blueprint of what we have right here, I think is interesting. Yeah. You know, a lot more I mean, interesting than what we've had in the last, last few runs. Yeah, the art is cool. Yeah, the mm-hmm. art is great, and I like the concept. I like the idea. It's just the 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 pacing of this issue felt yeah. a little crammed for me, you know. Um, and, and it's weird coming from her because she she doesn't write like that. Okay. That's, that's that's what got me on that. So. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 putting it out there. I'm gonna put my stamp. Stick with it for a while. I, I yeah. promise you. I think hey, the book will get better. Deathlock. Hey, I'm intrigued with Deathlock. So right, you can't go wrong with it. <laughs> You put a, a killer cyborg in any book, it sells. That's yeah, that's, that's easy. Cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> so. like peanut butter and jelly shit. You know? <laughs> All right, so yeah, so what, what book are you in next? What's your score? Ooh, I was I was I trying to dodge it for you. Ask me a question. I'm gonna <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five. I w- I, w- I wanted to give it higher, but she spent so much time with that dude. I don't give a shit about. I had to knock before that. Yeah, it's just like he was like, like I said, he was like the exposition character. Yeah, like, let's follow this guy, like because Ch- T'Challa was following him, right? And and, and, and like I said, watching, it became that guy's story. And so, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's like okay, this guy is is he knows everybody. He's trying to help the the people. He's trying to help the. Yeah. He's got all these causes, and he's yeah. sort oh, of and even when like when the kids were playing soccer and they kick soccer soccer ball over to him and kick it back to him. But then yeah. when the child goes to his house, you see like a soccer trophy in his in his house and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's like he's maybe he's in this guy is in. I get that he's T'Challa's inspired by this guy. Right. You know. because um, that guy is a man of the people. Yeah. It's just so I, I, okay, you just broke it down. I think what you're going. This guy is going to teach T'Challa how to be a Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what, that that's what I was getting at. It it just got a little a little long <laughs> yeah <laughs> like get to for, the point you know <laughs> yeah for for a number one i remember this is a number one issue right you know and so uh, number one but it's not really number one you gotta know this shit that came before this to catch yeah. on what's going on with this book so yeah so you know like why is t'challa in cyberpunk 2099 you know? <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was cool i like that yeah. i like that that there's a there's a wakandan city yeah, which they've never yeah. shown that before. So yeah. I like that's that's a cool. We always see the king, yeah. the kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. we never see the city. You know, because my my thing was like, okay, so you kick T'Challa out of Wakanda. Why don't you put him in New York? You know, have him. But you can't. But they've already told that story. And then he's gonna run into Daredevil or some shit. Yeah, you know, Spider Man, <laughs> all this shit like that. Like, do we really want that? You know, I say I want that, but I don't want that. But have him in the cyberpunk Wakanda. Okay, I actually because it's a more it's a more vibrant city than that. And plus you have room to create a new city to do whatever you want to with it. You can yeah. do like Metropolis and Gotham city with this city. Yeah. So, and it's, and you can do whatever you want. You're not trapped in 
the Marvel verse. You know, you saying? ain't got to worry about running to Captain America, no shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so that's cool. So kind of reminded yeah. me of that. The whole was it Tinian where Batman was bought the block. He was living in. It's very was, okay. I'm glad you slum, said that. Batman yeah. was slumming it on hat, but he owned the whole <laughs> block and shit. Right. He <laughs> he he not as rich as he was, but still rich than everybody else. So yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's very much like that. It didn't remind me of that because it. Because a lot of that does feel like okay, so you're basically making the child of Batman. So yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> so. Was it that Aquaman run that I was reading a few years ago, where same thing happened? He lost the kingdom, and then he went down into the trenches, into the lower depths of the ocean, and you know, to the to the you know the 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 poor fish people, right? <laughs> the poor fish. Because <laughs> they always look at me as royalty above them. Yeah, so, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but no, I I, I I'm in, I'm I'm intrigued. You know, I, I got. I'd like to finish it. You know, give it a good. You know, my undivided attention. Trying to trying to rush yeah. it. Oh, I'll read this real quick. Comicsology, man. It, like it did not pop up again. Like I'm missing new books. You know, whenever I go to my comicsology. Now the thing is, you know, with comicsology, well, Black Panther. This isn't one of their top sellers. Like you know, they ranked their top sellers of what they yeah. were. Black Panther was kind of under there. So this isn't. Yeah. One of the top sellers of the week. So yeah, because like the new books, when I search the new books this week, half of them are like coming out next yeah. week. Yeah, and then but I like, don't see the yeah. yeah. I didn't see this, so I didn't see this until like right before we started recording. Whoa, there's a new Black Panther. Okay, Al Ewing. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> because the days of Black Panther selling three hundred thousand copies out, out the gate, that's done. Those those days are over with. So yeah. So. All right. I guess I I'll, the only other book I got was oh, did you read Green Lantern? I did. Nah. Oh, I did. I did actually. Did you? Okay. But I'm not. I thought about it. it. I was like, how do I do more? How do I? I figured you would read it, so that's why. Because I, I don't like how Joy. That's why I didn't read. If it was anybody <laughs> else, I might have picked it up. You know. Um. Okay. Uh, I'll do Wolverine number thirty-four. This might be my book of the week. That that cover, I was like, okay, that cover caught my attention. I like, yeah. It. But the thing is, I'm 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 so far out of this Wolverine run arc. I don't want to just jump into it. Don't know what the hell going on. So, yeah. but that that cover, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that cover. Bad the art, book. the art in this book is dope. Yeah. Uh, so we're still. This is this whole fighting beast, evil Hank McCoy. Um. Hank McCoy is basically gone rogue. He's cloned himself. He's, you know, uh, the whole Krakoan resurrection program. He's kind of, uh, you know, uh, sabotaged it. He, he has a bunch of Wolverine clones, an army of Wolverine clones. And he has this big giant, um, like, what was that? That Krakoan plant guy thing. That Krakoa? <laughs> yeah that well anyway he's he's in that under the water under under the ocean he's in that's that big skeleton thing is on the cover yeah. he's in that that's that's his base <laughs> okay yeah so and then it says something like the weapons of x or something it was called yeah that's that's his uh what he calls his army of wolverines beast Damn, okay. has an army of wolverine clones um so basically it starts out um Wolverine and Maverick are looking they're in the like North Atlantic looking for uh Beast's base and um they they basically find it there's a big fight between you know Wolverine clones and Wolverine and Maverick and then the the the, the big 
giant skeleton plant thing comes out of the ocean. There's a big battle. Um, but they end up escaping, you know. And also, like, the U.S. military comes and starts attacking everybody. Oh, shit, mutants are doing shit in the Atlantic. Let's go kill them, you know. It dawned on me while I'm reading this. Like, why does the U.S. military still exist with all these superheroes running around? <laughs> Yeah, they don't do anything. They, you know, the police just, or they anything. They just get fucked up. I'm like, do, do they do, do they do armies even work anymore? If you got a world of superheroes and mutants and shit, and and right. Hydra and or Hydra, uh, uh, Shield and all. <laughs> right, and every country has their own superheroes and shit. Yeah, you know? what's the point of U.S. military? Anyway, they they come and they all take off. Um. Uh, they go to like Maverick's base in Norway. They're all chilling and shit, eating. Uh, a Wolverine clone shows up and um, basically gives Wolverine a message and says, "Hey, Hank McCoy wants to have a dinner date. Let's have some dinner. Let's discuss this shit." So Wolverine goes and um, uh, meets 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 up with Beast for for dinner to discuss what they've been doing. Um, and it turns out, uh, what's that guy's name? I forget the guy's name. Wolverine's buddy that uh, Beast killed. And that's why Wolverine's trying to kill him and shit. He says, I, I still got that guy. He's alive. You can have him. I just want my Wolverine clones back. So Wolverine mm-hmm. and Maverick took a, bu- took a couple of clones in that battle. And they got him chained up in a cell. As a, you will trade. I'll give you your friend back. You give me my Wolverine clones back because they're very expensive to make. And, you know, I like them back, <laughs> you know. Um, and I just want to say this scene, like, kind of grosses me out. You know, I'll try yeah. to zoom in again. Beast is eating, like, lobster and mussels and shit. And it's yeah. just fucking nasty. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this shit. Just grow. You know, I eat it like a beast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the thing with my, my food, like, that shit grosses me out when, like, People eat food all fucking sloppy and shit. Right. I thought this was pretty gross. <laughs> you know, and oh, is it me or does Wolverine look like Ron Perlman here? <laughs> I don't see it, but kind of sorta. I thought he I kind of like... see it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought he looked like Ron Perlman. I, um, I kind of see it. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, so basically, uh there. Beast goes, okay, well, we're, we're, I'm going to arrange a meeting. You know, we could kill each other like animals, you know, because, you know, Wolverine and Beast, are, you know, they, they, they've struggled with their beast sides mm-hmm. and their humanity. It's like, we could kill each other, but, you know, we're, we're civilized. We, got, we, got, we could be civilized. So I'll arrange a meeting. You, you bring my clones. I'll bring your buddy. Well, it turns out Wolverine goes back to, to the base. Maverick's got those Wolverine clones. It turns out that the Wolverine clones are starting to get smarter. So Beast, when Beast cloned these Wolverine clones, he made them dumb. He basically, so he can easy to control them. Yeah. yeah, and he made them so they're like just running on their animalistic nature. But it turns out Maverick said, hey, it turns out that their healing factor is starting to heal their brain. So they're starting to get smarter. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to go meet Beast then. So they're <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we can teach these guys now because they're starting to learn. So that's where it says to be continued. So I, I thought this was cool. This is a four out of five. I, this is probably my book of the week. I didn't read much, but I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this issue. 
So cool, cool. All right. Uh, last book I'm going to do, and the only reason I read this book is because there was nothing else to read. I don't give a shit about Hal Jordan. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I'm going to do Amazing Spider-Man 27. So, why am I doing this book? Because I know everybody was upset because the last <laughs> issue, you know, Kamala, Kamala Khan dies. I, I, somebody got on me about screwing her name up. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, died. And this it? is the aftermath of that that issue what did you call the, it? yeah carmella camilla. did you call it Car- Car- carmella camilla <laughs> camilla <laughs> i don't know i fucked it wherever was i fucked it up but yeah all right so let's go to it natty fighting dr doom miss marvel's dead let's fight doc- dr octopus so yeah let's do that all right so they are okay so black cat and spider-man uh just like uh mary jane has got her own boyfriend spider-man's back with black cat you know and they're basically hunting after the shocker, you know, uh, because basically Black Hat says that Spider-Man needs to take his mind off what's going on. So he needs like an easy warm up, you know, to get his mind off of it. So the shocker is easy. He, anybody can beat the shot of him. So, yeah, they're like, OK, Herman, stop fighting Herman. You know, they're like, no, quit calling me that shit. I'm the shocker. I'm a, I'm a real villain, you know. So they blast him and Black Hat is just like, don't hurt him, Herman. You like go easy on him because he's having a bad day. Don't kill my boyfriend. You're like, what? Because it turns out that Black Cat knew Shock was going to rob this bank and she told Spider-Man going to do it. So she set the whole thing up on purpose. You know, so while they're swinging and stuff like that, um, yeah, Black Cat did some shit where she took off his gauntlet when he wasn't paying attention. So now he's just like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, you're going to die. But when he said you're going to die, that's when he triggered Spider-Man. He was like, no, nobody's going to die. Just beat, you just beat shit out of him, one shot him, take Shaka out, and then that's it. And just calls, who's he called? Nick Fury? Oh, Norman Osborn. He's like, get, get this guy, get the fuck up out of here. And they just, and Spider-Man leaves. Because he's still basically upset about that. Uh, so, yeah, he's, and well, Norman Osborn is upset about it also. We'll talk, find out why he's upset about it later on. His side story, I don't care. So Peter's back at home. And he, you know, crying upset. I'll let you die. He's holding Miss Marvel's uh mask. And if you notice up top, also a picture of Uncle Ben. That's on that's done on purpose. That yeah, it's not all that guilt is coming in at him at the same mm-hmm. time. So he falls asleep. You know, he Wait, said, Don't worry, it, I will This ain't Ramita, is it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Junior. No. Junior. Junior, Junior, not Junior. No, this is uh Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis did this. It's too good to be your job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then while he sleep, Dr. Octopus arms sneak in the room while he sleep, and it turns out they pull the covers up over him. And then leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, what the fuck? So yeah, so turns out Dr. Octopus arms are activated on by themselves. And this isn't the first time they happened. This happened like another run also. Well, another issue with this happened. And Dr. Ar- uh, Dr. Octopus finds his arms basically have a sentience, like conscious onto themselves. They're in love with Peter Parker for some reason. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me explain. <laughs> it, it goes back to when Dr. Octopus put his brain and Peter Parker became the superior Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So, so apparently that those arms were the ones that attached to superior Spider-Man. And apparently they got attached, you know, emotionally to Spider-Man. They don't want to go back to Dr. Octopus. So Dr. Octopus made some new arms to kidnap his old arms. 
So, yeah, <laughs> that's going on. So to to so he's punishing and torturing his old arms for choosing Spider-Man over him. So he has a new set of arms, and his new set of arms like look like actual octopus arms now. Pretty cool design. I kind of like that. And he use and they can detach themselves now and go about themselves, and they attach oh, wow. to the old set that's of pretty arms. Cool. Yeah, and destroy the old arms, you know. So, yeah, that's going on with that one. And meanwhile, Dr. Octopus, Peter sees uh, Norman Osborn. He's like, I just want to talk to you, see how you're doing after Miss Marvel died. And Norman's just like, I guess you came here to blame it on me because she joined my, my company to see if I was still evil and I didn't know it was her. So I'm the reason for all this. He's like, no, nah, I didn't mean to do that. I'm just here to make sure, are you okay to see if you don't, you know, turn the green glass and start killing people? Like, oh, oh, okay. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm 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 a good guy now. I'm not gonna do that. My goblin days are behind me, and that's it. It is what it is, you know. Meanwhile, some super villain gets free. I don't care. I passed that. Uh oh, and meanwhile, J. Jonah Jameson uh is being he's being blasted in the news by a rival news reporter, and they're looking at this, and he's like, What the hell are you talking about? And he gets a knock on the door, and the knock on the door is Dr. Octopus old arms that have been destroyed. Yeah. And Jamie I was on the phone, like, I'm gonna call you back. The end. So very weird story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. It's just it it is what it is. And you didn't read Green Lantern, huh? <laughs> and I didn't read Green Lantern. I, I picked this up and I was like, what the fuck? This I like, what the fuck am I reading? Okay, Dr. Octopus <laughs> arms are in love with Spider-Man. Okay, but yeah. That's that's a thing that happened. So yeah. Um yeah, let me say you got anything score? else. Score? You got a score? Three out of five. This was this was the definition of filler. <laughs> but like I said, at least John Romita Jr. went on the book, so it gets a three out of five. Three out of five. So yeah. Um, let me say anything else we got to add. Or well, the only other other book I read was Green Lantern, but that was just a setup for this night terror, night shit? vision terror. Oh, yeah. so he, he's gonna be in that also? Yeah, okay. a bunch of monsters showed up at the end. Now the night terrors or something. Okay, so what's the deal about Kill? Is Kilowog on Earth also? Oh, oh yeah, he was there drinking Mountain Dew, which I guess nobody. What's up with y'all not liking Mountain Dew? Is this just people? I in the actually, side? I don't hate Mountain Dew. Oh, I Gomer hate everything, said, and I don't hate Mountain Dew. Yeah, Gomer said he don't like Mountain Dew or whatever. You, you know, you know why I like Mountain Dew, right? Halo. Oh, because okay. when Halo came out. And they just like they were they had like all the flavors. You, they had all the flavors. Game they call it game fuel. Game like fuel. that shit right there. <laughs> and you had all like if you buy this Mountain Dew, you get like this free gun from Halo, shit like that. So I just started just buying code every red. flavor of yeah. yeah, code red of game fuel. I just drink that shit all the time. Just eating Halo. And I like you know what? I drunk so much about. I was like you know what? I can't like Mountain Dew. You know what? I'm gonna get some Mountain Dew after this podcast. <laughs> now, that, now you got I, me thinking about it. So, I drink that all the time. That's like one of my more yeah. than one of my shits. I <laughs> Microsoft, bring back Game Fuel. We know you don't <laughs> like Halo anymore, but bring back Game Fuel. We like this shit. But I guess Kilowog don't like Mountain Dew either, or whatever. Well, no, no, did not. From what I read, it didn't say he didn't like Mountain Dew. He just said it just tasted like scum water. But maybe on his planet, scum water tastes good. Maybe you know <laughs> this dew of the mountain or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so like I said, Nick, this is a, another epic one. Even though we didn't have a whole lot of topics, but you know, 
It is what it is. You did Next a review week, a movie of a major comic book movie. So well, yeah, so I guess I had to take some time on that. So yeah. Uh, next week we'll talk about some other shit. I don't know. We we'll, something will happen. I don't know. We'll we'll figure out what's going on. I will actually post the the video of me getting my ass beat on Street Fighter next week. How about that? <laughs> so I didn't want to do it this week because I like. Uh uh-uh, uh. I was so tempted to buy Diablo, but I'm like seventy bucks, and that that game is so long. It's like. That's what I'm saying. Like my my pocket's still hurting from this hundred dollars for Street Fighter, so I, like, I can't. <laughs> my my gaming budget is done right now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. But oh, on Street, I did play with that Lily chick though. Okay. Is that yeah, the native the, chick. The native chick. Yeah. Okay. She got some, she got some stuff on there. I'm like, okay, I can. I might I might upload some videos on her. Wasn't she on the last one? Five. No, this is she's she's new. She's new. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, but. Maybe oh check out this Geeky comic. We talk about Gomer all the time, but definitely check out Geeky comic. They're probably gonna go into that Transformer shit way deeper, way deeper than us. Yeah, yeah. we just briefly <laughs> mentioned it. Gomer, just go ahead and start up Instruments Destruction again. You know you want to do it. Start it up. <laughs> so because otherwise you're gonna take over this Geeky comics with Transformers talk even more than you already are. So what you it, was that and was AKA that, da- yeah was it David? Yeah, was it David? Was you it? and AKA David go ahead Adam? start this. Yeah, no, it was just them, just okay, them. Yeah. Two hours on one Transformer comic. They were worse than getting Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all go ahead, crank that shit back up, and just go with it. Just go for it. I'll, I'll listen to it. If y'all start it up, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna let you know. So yeah, there you go. All right. So that being said, uh, join us next week. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We will see you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. Ajax.